Hey guys, and welcome to the Better Than Zero podcast, where we get together each day to take whatever step we can in our apprenticeship to Jesus. Each day I'd like to begin by reading from a passage of scripture from the Bible, and then focus on another aspect of our Christian apprenticeship. Today I'd like to start by reading from Matthew 7 in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and then I'd like to read a little bit of a book from a man named Thomas Aquinas. Let's get started. In Matthew 7, starting at verse 13, Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This short scripture passage has huge implications on our Christian life. Jesus says that the road to destruction is wide. That means that there are many people who are walking on it. And if we're not thinking clearly and being careful, we can easily find ourselves walking this road. On the other hand, the road to life is narrow. And thus, like any narrow road needs to have careful, deliberate steps as one walks along it. Otherwise, they find themselves not on the trail. So how do we ensure that we're staying on the narrow path? I think it starts by zooming out and looking at what Jesus just said. Ask, seek, knock, and the door will be opened. Pray persistently and consistently that God would continuously fill you with the Holy Spirit, lead you, guide you, show you what is right. Because we don't walk by ways of the flesh. We now walk by the Spirit. There are lots of ways that the flesh can manifest itself. Some of them are obvious. We know that The wide path of destruction for some people looks like living in active sin. Uh, Galatians 5, for example, lists about a dozen just uh, sins that the Christian should be actively avoiding. Um, Gluttony and sexual immorality and so on. That is one example. And the Bible says that if we're living by the Spirit, we'll automatically avoid those things. But Jesus in this context is pushing against flesh religion. So even coming up with good religious rituals can become a path of destruction. The only way that leads to life is to walk step by step behind Jesus, filled with the Spirit. If you want to look more into this, Galatians 5 is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. It makes this difference between walking by the flesh or walking by the law and walking by the Spirit. And I think that is where the narrow path can be found. A spiritual practice that has been helpful for me is to identify people that, as far as I can tell, were filled with the Spirit, who have gone before me, whether it's 
they're just older than me, whether they lived a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago or even longer than that. The point is taking some wisdom from those who have gone before me. I'm going to read a devotional, a short devo uh, musing from a guy named Thomas Aquinas who lived about a thousand years ago uh, and wrote what he understood to be true about God and the Christian life. Imitating Christ and despising all vanities on earth. He who follows me walks not in darkness, says the Lord. By these words of Christ, we are advised to imitate his life and habits if we wish to be truly enlightened and free from all blindness of heart. Let our chief effort, therefore, to be to study the life of Christ. The teaching of Christ is more excellent than all the advice of the saints, and he who has his spirit will find in it a hidden strength. Now, there are many who hear the gospel often, but care little for it because they have not the spirit of Christ. Yet, whoever wishes to understand fully the words of Christ must try to pattern his whole life on that of Christ. What good does it do to speak learnedly about the Trinity if, lacking humility, you displease the Trinity? Indeed, it is not learning that makes a man holy and just, but a virtuous life makes him pleasing to God. I would rather feel contrition than know how to define contrition. For what would it profit us to know the whole Bible by heart and the principles of all the philosophers if we lived without grace and the love of God? Vanity of vanities, and all is vanity, except to love God and serve Him alone. As I mentioned, Thomas Aquinas wrote that book called The Imitation of Christ about a thousand years ago. I find the thought and the language going into that very helpful and beautiful and well thought out. However, if you find it confusing or too flowery or just not helpful, then it doesn't need to be a part of your devotional um, practices. However, there is something to be said about finding some people who are trying to learn the same things we're learning and sharing that wisdom. We do that in part by joining small groups and Bible studies, but we can also do it by reading works like this from people who have gone before, who have prayed over this, and have done their best to come to a conclusion that they think is right. If this kind of study is helpful to you, I'd like to also include a couple other readings that have been helpful to me in this area. So check the show notes and see if that's something that could be helpful for you. Remember though, if you're not a reader, we focus on tools, not rules. So if this is a good tool, put it in your toolbox. If not, that's fine. <laughs>